wounded, you've been scarred, right in this room, right in this room. And sometimes you had to cry all through the night. Mother Louise, Mother Louise, Mother Louise. And look for someone to help you through. But they're not there. And you tried. God knows you tried. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Lily Speaks. This is Alexis D., your host, and I am excited to talk to y'all again. I feel like I have my own radio show at this point because I'm, I've been uploading consistently once a week. I mean, I know I just started this a couple of weeks ago, but come on, consistency. I, I guess I just really like talking to myself and allowing other people to eavesdrop on the conversation. I think that's what it is. But today I wanted to talk about not only standing, that intro song um, really blessed me. And that was a variation of Stand by Donnie McClurklin. Um, if you're wanting to look for it, type Stand, Donnie McClurklin, and Marvin Winans on YouTube. And then um, it should be a congregation they're singing in front of, it, like an eight minute long video um, that's up. So you can hear the whole thing and that always blesses me. But that song today came to mind after I was reminded of who God was. Um, and honestly, I just want to say I'm just a person talking. I don't intend for this to be strictly like Christian, but I just feel God so much that he's literally all I really talk about. And like it just flows out of me. So. Um, and I don't say that it's bad or anything, but, you know, I'm in different things. I'm a creative and I like food. I love food. I can, I can talk about food and find a biblical concept out of that or a bi biblical principle out of food. So I'm just, I just love God. Um, um, but this is a podcast meant for everybody, all walks of life. And you can just hear me talk to myself. But I was reminded about who God was. Um because I was facing, I call it this roadblock, this thing that doesn't want to move. And I'm still somewhat in it, but I have, I feel recharged in the faith. And I feel recharged in my belief of what God had already told me and promised me. And he's been consistently confirming to me. Um, and so I'm reading this book called um, The Power of God's Names by Tony Evans. And he's a pastor. Um, honestly, I'm not too familiar with his ministry. I've seen his his daughter. She was in a movie, like a praying movie. Um, and she's a pretty well-known person. He has a son. But I've never like really sat down and watched his sermons. But I heard that this was a good book. So I went to Amazon and I bought it. And it's called The Power of God's Names. And it doesn't have every name that God is referred to. But it has a, a lot of them on here. And I'm on the chapter um, where... Um, it talks about Jehovah Tassaba. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. I'm not sure if the T is silent, but it's Jehovah T-S-A-B-A. And that means the Lord, our warrior. And I felt at an unction to read it um, today. I had an opportunity that I was auditioning or interviewing for today. 
And honestly, I was just kind of feeling like, even though I heard God promise me certain things, um, with this certain opportunity, I was kind of feeling down because I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those other things or whatever, whatever. But after prayer, um, I had prayer call with some ladies that are friends of mine and I felt led to read this book in that chapter. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I know God is a my warrior, but I don't really see how that's relevant to anything I'm going through right now. Like I'm not about to knuckle a few bucks on anybody or I don't feel like I'm necessarily really fighting. Well, I guess that could be the context that it, God's the warrior fighting on my behalf for things seen and unseen things I may not even know about. Um, but anyway, I wasn't really thinking too much of it, but I started to read this and Tony Evans started to talk about, um, the, the story of David and Goliath. Now I know a lot of us are familiar with that story. Um, you know, David had the slingshot. Goliath is really large, but I love how Mr. Evans broke, broke this down and it really blessed me. Um, because he was talking about how the Israelites were facing the Philistines and um, whoever win, won the battle, they will have to be the servant of the other. So say the Israelites had lost the war or the little thing, they would have to serve the Philistines. And if the Philistines lost, then they would have to serve the Israelites and they have to be captured into their hand, things like that. Um, and I always, you know, I, I feel like as I get older and reread certain stories, it starts to reveal itself a little bit more to me. Um, and to where I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and so I started to listen and he talked about the taunting, how the Philistines taunted. It was, they seemed like a big barrier, a blockage, a big giant for the Israelites to defeat. And because they had come out of a time of just feeling defeated and destroyed and coming up against the Philistines who were, I guess, beating other people and stuff like that. They're like, okay, like. We can't, we don't have enough belief in us to believe that we could ever conquer this thing, this giant, this blockage that won't get out our way. Like we tried before, but it didn't work. So why would it work now? And these same people had, you know, that literal giant, this nine foot man that was literally talking all this smack, like, oh, I'm going to get y'all. And, you know, if you could find somebody to beat me or whatever. And I realized reading that, it opened my eyes because I'm like, a lot of us feel like that in our situations, in our life. We feel like, you know, when we're trying to, I guess, go up in your career and no one wants to what hire you, that's like a, that could be a giant. Or, you know, you're dealing with family members who just seem hard to work with. That could be a blockage. That could be a giant. Or you could be feeling just like you don't fit into certain spaces that could be a giant as well like you know when the the scripture says um the, if you want friends show yourself approved show, show yourself to be friendly you could be as friendly as you want to be with certain people but with certain things it's just like okay well why won't this work i'm being nice i'm opening myself up but why don't these people want to be my friends that could also be a giant a blockage in your life and so that's how i was thinking of it like oh snaps like it's not limited to like a battle war but how many of us experience battles in our life that we've tried and we've tried and we've put things into um, and that we tried to pray and we tried to fast and we did all these things for to try to overcome, but it just seems like nothing is working. So it's like, what's the point of trying in the next round? What's the point of trying again? And so um, 
That's what this brought out to me. And I loved how he illustrated this because he was letting us know that, you know, the physical appearance of the Philistines and the physical, the outwardly things of, of uh, Goliath and this, and these group of people. And he was letting us know the physical attributes. And that's what the Israelites were paying attention to. But once David came on the scene, the first thing he recognized about the Philistines is that they were uncircumcised. Now, uncircumcision, um, I know I was reading in the book, he was talking about how circumcision was normally done on the eighth day, I guess, of a person being born. And it represented a covenant with God. It represented a relationship with God, a spiritual covenant. And so the Philistines did not have this covenant with God. And so the first thing that David looked at in this regard was the spiritual aspect. And that's something I admire because a lot of us, honestly, we're not looking at spiritual aspects right away. Like sometimes it takes us a lot of us a moment to kind of press in or being around certain people because it can be easy to get caught up in what's directly in front of us because that's the most distracting thing. But I love that David, that's the first thing he 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 recognized when he was trying to get on the scene and people were doubting his ability to to beat this nine foot man. And he was like this uncircumcised Philistine. Now, this is first Samuel 17. Um, I'm not sure if it's the whole chapter, um, but I know it's like first Samuel 17, maybe verse 30 through 47 is the story. Or maybe just check all of chapter 17. Um, but that's the first thing he thought of. Everybody was like, oh, he's so big. They would be these people and they're they're um, this type of people and they're so big and aggressive. And and I love that David, without the credentials, without the armor, without the the approval from people around him, he still believed in the God that he served. And when he approached Goliath, one of the first things is he said was, I came in the name of the one who sent me. And that hit me because, mind you, that phrase has been with me this entire like week. I will hear it randomly because Kenton Jones has a song called In the Club. Now, he's a Christian rap artist. Um, so, like, the song, when that line is like, I came in the name of the one who sent me, pulling out clean in this all-black Bentley. And, you know, that that phrase would come to my mind, and, and, and I felt led to read the book. And when I read the book, I got to that scripture reference, and that's literally what it said. Not about a Bentley. I don't think, they didn't have Bentleys back then. No, they didn't have Phillies. But I came in the name of the one who sent me, meaning my God has sent me. So I don't need all the extra stuff that you got going on, but I got everything that I need. And it's amazing because we know the story, like he won the battle with just a slingshot. But it's just so interesting that he had so much faith in God with his little. How, how are we approaching our problems? How are we approaching the things that we struggle with? Because... I think he handled this pretty cool. Like instead of being scared like everybody else, instead of operating in fear, not saying you won't feel any fear, but like literally being paralyzed, everybody else was. But he he brought up his credentials. Oh, I've I've killed a bear. I've killed a lion. And I know who my father is. And he literally let him know I came in the name of the one who sent me. And I love that in it's first Samuel seventeen forty five through forty seven where he's talking directly to the Goliath and he's like, 
you uncircumcised Philistine, I came in the name of the one who sent me. God is going to deliver you into my hands and I'm going to feed your body to the birds. Like how, how can someone so small, so physically unequipped speak so passionately and so directly and so confidently to someone in the natural that looks so much bigger and better than him? Like I know in the natural that seems so so hard to conceive but in this book it, it reiterates what the scripture says about us being seated in heavenly places david recognized that he was seated in heavenly places because that's what the word says it says we're seated in heavenly places Ugh, i feel like i need to pull up the scripture but i can't um just search that search seated in heavenly places and pull it up yeah i don't know if it's like a first corinthians scripture or whatever but it's somewhere in there yeah this is like, that's your homework. Search that. See didn't have a place in scripture on Google. But yeah, like the same power that God left on this earth, the same power that Christ operated in, I have the power to operate in that and not only operate in it, but succeed and excel. And I am a royal priesthood, legit. Like I'm a legit royal priesthood that I can do whatever it is and I can declare whatever it is because of who I serve, because whose image I am made in. And no one else was thinking like that. That's that's amazing. Seated in heavenly places. Sometimes we have to recognize and remember where are we sitting? Because that also reminds me of the prodigal son, like and that's also an illustration of God's love for his children or the, the bride or whatever or the church. Um because the prodigal son was willing to eat when he fell down from all the riches after leaving his dad's home or whatever, he was willing to eat the food that the pigs ate and wallow in what they were wallowing until he realized he was seated in heavenly places, until he realized his father had the riches in the land. He can go back home and his father loved him to accept him back. Um, so I just wanted to share that. Um, how are we addressing our problems? How are you addressing the Goliaths in your life? The ones that seem unmovable. The ones that seem like it's going to be a high climb. Listen, I'm, I'm becoming more grateful for my weaknesses in different areas. Because in my weakness, God is strong. And that my humility allows him to move and operate in areas that I've never seen him move and operate in my life. Um, and so that scripture, let me, let me um, pull it up. I don't want to be... I don't want to be... Man... Mm. What at that scripture say? I'm just running my mouth, child. So the scripture says in First Samuel seventeen forty five through forty seven, David said to the Philistine, "You come against me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands." And I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give all of you into our hands. Man, the confidence. The confidence. Do you, do you talk that boldly to... Do we? Do we talk that boldly to our problems? Like, let's think about it because sometimes I feel like we, we, 
we come against certain things, certain things come against us, and we're like, okay, oh, well, I guess it's God's will. God never intended his children to be passive children. God never intended us to take all the resources he put and gave us. He didn't intend to put make us in his image and us to not act like who he says we are. Like, ain't that a waste? Let's not waste what he has put inside of us. And so that really blessed me today. And so I went into this opportunity after reading that, um, after praying, after reading this book and reading the word and just worshiping God and just getting back into the mind frame that I needed to be. That opened my mind and my attitude, not saying I didn't really feel fear because I was just a tad bit nervous, but I walked into the room like I came in the name of the one who sent me. I came in the name of the one who sent me, looking all clean in the all black Bentley. We don't really need all that to party in the well, like, oh my God, they don't let them Christians in the club, oh my God. That's my song. But <laughs> yeah, I'm learning to think about that. When you enter rooms that you feel inadequate to, to enter in, when you feel insecure, um, when you're entering into places that don't have people that look like you, that don't have people that sound like you, that you're the just the oddball, you walk in there like, I came in the name of the one who sent me. Don't act like you don't fit in. If God sent you there, if God meant for you to be in the room and there was opportunity that opened for you to be a light, oh, I came in the name of the one who sent me. Yes, I'm glad I stick out like a sore thumb because you know what? I came in the name of the one who sent me and I'm about to be the, the Philistines about to be delivered into my hands. The, what, what the enemy had planned for that person's life at this event is going to be crushed when I come in contact with them and speak to them about Christ. It could be something as simple as that, you know? So like, even when people try to make you feel insecure or make you feel like you don't deserve to be in some place, cause I know, um, we have like classism, we have racism, any other ism that people try to use to kind of discredit other people. First off, that's the insecurity, because if you have to make yourself feel valuable by leaning on an ism to make in order to make somebody else feel inadequate, you're yourself are inadequate. You yourself are feeling lack in some type of way where you feel like you need to make people feel like they're nothing when in fact they are something. So when you feel those oppositions, when you feel that way, I came in the name of the one who sent me, you uncircumcised Philistine. Now, don't be calling people uncircumcised Philistines. Well, I mean, if you feel led, I mean, do what you do. You know, talk to God about it. I'm not going to tell you what you do. But I came in the name of the one who sent me. And I played that song at the beginning because that blessed me after all of that because it reminded me to stand. You know, you believe in God for years on things and whatever you believe God and however long it takes. I'm reminded to stand and that the devil is a whole bald-headed liar. Like he lies for a living. Don't let that liar talk to you. Do not let him talk to you. And I'm grateful for the stories in the Bible, but I also want to just reiterate to us or just remind us that the Bible stories are meant to us to relate to, meant for us to relate to in some type of way, but they're not meant to replace the principles that we're meant to learn. So I just bring that up only because sometimes I feel like we can get caught up in the stories instead of um, or the people instead of finding the meat out of the what we're learning. And um, so, for instance, I think I may have even mentioned it or I'm just or I just run my mouth so often that I don't remember if it's on my podcast or real life. 
But um, we get caught up in, oh, well, David was rejected or, you know, um, people hated on him. So they hating on me and I got my haters. Like, that's not the reason why we hear these stories. But they're meant for us to learn something from, not necessarily have a a bond with the characters in a way that may be unhealthy or may cause us to feel self-righteous. Um, so the stories are great, but definitely lean on the principles. Um, that's where the meat is. That's how we learn how to be better Christians. Cause just because there's a prostitute in the Bible don't mean you gotta be a prostitute. You know, it may help someone that may be in that certain situation and help them get out and really find the love of Christ. But that don't mean that's the life you go into. Um, it means that there's some meat, greater meat at the depth of it. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about. God is Jehovah to Saba. He's the Lord, our warrior who will fight on our behalf for things seen and unseen. And he will help you fight any giant that you come in contact with. Like he helped David to fight Goliath. As long as we stand and have faith and even the faith of the size of a mustard seed, when you feel like you all hope is low, low. And lost, reach on your community, your biblical based community to to uplift you in that time and keep your eyes focused because even Moses folks did that for him. They lift up his hands when he was weak. So Jehovah Tassaba, our warrior, he will fight on our behalf. He will help us win the wars and the battles that we're not able to help and do on our own because in our weakness he is strong and when we're humble in his presence he's able to help us move forward and next to the next level so god is jehovah Tsaba, and it's time for you to stand in who he's called you to be and walk into those rooms and let them people know and let them folks know that you came in the name of the one who sent you and you ain't got no time for no uncircumcised oh i'm about to say demon uncircumcised philistine telling you what is what because you serve Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He lives outside of time. So thank you guys for listening to today's, uh, what is this, podcast. I don't know how I'm forgetting, child. Thanks for listening. I really did enjoy this segment. And I'm not going to pray out. I want to do something different. But thanks for listening. And talk to you soon. Bye.